It's that time of the week, the Thursday crossover episode, San Francisco 49ers, New York Giants, primetime Thursday night football, the biggest storylines, key matchups in week three coming at you right now. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Locked On Giants crossover for week three. San Francisco 49ers hosting the New York Giants on Thursday night football. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker here of Locked On 49ers with the esteemed Patricia Trina of Locked On Giants. Patricia, always a pleasure chatting with you. I do want to let the folks out there know that this crossover episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And Patricia, we always start with the uh, the biggest storylines. And I know it's been a, a rough go for at least the first six quarters of the New York Giants season. Uh, did what was the big story? What's what's going on in New York with this with this football team? Like what 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 kind of team are we going to see here in San Francisco in week three? Yeah, we're still trying to figure that out, Brian. I mean, the Giants six quarters, no scoring. The defense hasn't exactly looked sharp either. And, uh, you know, look, the schedule is what it is. I get it. But the schedule makers did not do the Giants any favors having them go from Arizona where they just barely got the win out to San Francisco on a short work week. The Giants have not really had a true practice all week. So more than ever, they're going to need their coaching staff to deliver the goods here, make sure everybody's on the same page, make sure, you know, all the assignments are known, uh, the execution is there. It is an uphill battle for the Giants. So we'll see if Brian Dable and his staff can pull a a rabbit out of their hat with this. But uh, there's a reason why I believe that the, Giants, at least last I checked, with the 10.5-point underdogs in this one. You know, that's something interesting that you brought up. And, you know, I would have just kind of skimmed right over that or not even really paid attention to it unless it was the 49ers going through that. But to play a game on the road across the United States, travel back home, and then have to travel back all the way across the United States on a short week, that is not really setting a team up for any kind of success like that. I mean, because I think a lot of people don't think of the the travel day too. like you have to travel. So, you know, you play a game Sunday in Arizona, which is the next state over from California. You have to get on a flight, you know, they're flying private, but and go all the way to New York, which is a decent flight and then turn around and what Wednesday fly back to California or fly to California on, on a short week. I mean, that's that's not really cool. By the schedule makers to do well, that to the New York Jets. Well, I actually, the Giants stayed in Arizona after the game. They didn't New York Giants, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, they didn't. Okay. And I said New York Jets, my bad. But that being said, that being said, the Giants, they, you know, Arizona, we all know it's right now, it's like over 100 degrees out there. The Giants worked, I believe, at Arizona State's bubble. The bubble is not, you know, spacious like the four fields at, at uh, the Quest Diagnostics Training Center where the Giants have their headquarters. They basically had to do walkthroughs, you know, and, and, you know, Eric, from having played football, that walkthroughs are not at the same speed. 
there is only so much you can do in a walkthrough. So there's really a strong emphasis that is placed on the mental aspect of the game. You know, we hear all the time coaches say football is, is what more than 50% mental. I think it's like 90%. 90%. 90%. They say 90% right. mental, 10% so this is going to be really key. You know, how clean are the giants going to be with their assignments and their execution um, that to me would be one of the biggest concerns because there's a reason why you practice, you know, people say, Oh, practice, it's overrated. No, it is not overrated. And certainly not when you're going up against a, a, a formidable opponent, like the San Francisco 49ers. Rest is obviously going to be huge for any football team playing on a short week, but you guys kind of nailed it. You look at the schedule and, and um, I'm sure it was the same for you, Patricia, even, you know, before, getting into this game week of week three, when, when the schedule was released and you're looking at, okay, what are the toughest games road game at San Francisco week three, Thursday night. That's like, that's a scheduled loss many times for a lot of teams in, in the league on that road game. And um, I didn't know that they had stayed over in Arizona. So that's at least a bonus. That's one less flight, but man, you know, kind of 100 degrees in Arizona. I might have wanted to go back to New York for, a, for, a, for an extra day and just rested instead of staying in Arizona. Yeah, well, one thing that is cool about those long, um, kind of I don't want to call it a layover, but when you stay somewhere else, you know, professional athletes, you get a stipend that's not that has nothing to do with your uh, your contract, so it goes by days. So, like, even like in the NFL, it was more, but like in the arena league. When we would stay somewhere because, oh, we had back-to-back games in Florida and we'd be there for like 10 days or whatever it was because they didn't want to travel all the way back across the United States, it was like a $800 stipend because you get money for meals and everything uh, throughout your stay. So even on these when these teams fly in and they're there for a couple of days, you still get a stipend. And it felt, I think it might be like $400 or something like that. Three but more importantly – there's a bonding aspect to it, you know, which is, you know, a lot of people overlook that and they say, ah, you know, that, what does that have to do with anything? You'd be surprised, you know, the, the giants, they don't go away for training camp like they used to anymore. It's an opportunity for everybody to bond, whether they go out to a movie that, you know, after they're done practicing or just hang out in the hotel, maybe sit in the bar or someplace like that. So that's a very, you know, underrated part of things, but it's important because, you learn about the guy playing next to you and that, that can come in handy on game day. Croc was one to hoard his stipend too. He's still living off his stipends <laughs> from when he was in camp with the jets back in what, 2013. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You, you, no distractions from home, right? You, you have that yeah. opportunity. Maybe, maybe even have an opportunity to focus a little bit more on the game plan entering. Yeah. The game, so. Cause what are you going to do at night? You're going to just go back to your hotel room and you get to stare at the wall or you stare at your playbook. I mean, I'm sure so some, knows? maybe that is a positive. <laughs> I'm sure some guy's able to go uh, find a place to spend that stipend $1 at a time, you know, so that might yeah, be uh, a distraction potentially, but uh, <laughs> uh, biggest story, Croc, what do you think? What's the biggest story for the 49ers coming into week three? I think that the 49ers have not lost a regular season game in a really long time. You know, if you kind of think back to midseason last year, it looked a little weird at times. 49ers had a tough loss to the Atlanta Falcons. Like, man, you're not supposed to lose to them. And then they had another tough loss to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And that's it. That's the last time the 49ers have lost. And that was like, what, middle of the season? Not even to the middle of the season? Because they had just traded for Christian McCaffrey? The last time the San Francisco 49ers lost a game was week 7, 2022. That was Sunday, October 23rd against the Kansas City Chiefs. And, uh, 
the Chiefs beat them up pretty good. That was back-to-back losses. They lost to Atlanta. They lost to Kansas City. And then, and this was the Jimmy G San Francisco 49ers. And that was the post uh, Trey Lance 49ers. Jimmy G enters the picture. The 49ers had a couple of weird games in there. Falcons, Kansas City. And then starting on Sunday, October 30th in week eight against the Los Angeles Rams, the 49ers have rattled off now 12 straight wins heading into week three of, of 2023. So the, I think it's a big storyline because it's are the, like, are the 49ers going to lose a game or when are they going to lose? Because they are playing at a very high level. And even at times where you've seen them go through some adversity, the Raiders game last year, that was really tight, crazy game. Uh, the game against the Rams where you're about to go into halftime. And they're like, man, are we down 10, seven, not the same type of adversity that the Giants face against the Cardinals, but you've kind of seen them and they bounce back and they get it right. And there's just been this consistency with the offense. There's been a consistency with the defense and they look like an extremely difficult team to beat. And I have to figure out, like, how are you going to beat them? Are they going to shoot themselves in the foot? But right now they're playing as good of a football as they have, and they're picking up right where they left off last year with a healthy uh, Brock Purdy. So I think that's a big story down that's been overlooked, just how good of football the 49ers have been playing. Niners going for their 13th straight primetime Thursday nighter. 49ers hosting the New York Giants. More on the matchups in this one. What is the path to victory for both the San Francisco 49ers and New York Giants Thursday night next? Today's episode of Locked On 49ers, Locked On Giants crossover is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Have a ton of fun playing Prize Picks every single day. And not only NFL, by the way, guys, you can play tons of sports with prize picks, but let's be honest, we're NFL fans. We're uh, we're covering the NFL here on this podcast and love those NFL picks on prize picks. I actually want to pick Patricia's brain a little bit later on, on what she likes for some Giants in this one to have potentially big games. I think this is a Debo game. You can win up to 25 times your money this season playing prize picks. All you do is you pick two players and you pick more or less on their projected stats at prize picks, and you could turn $10 into $250. We might see a little less Christian McCaffrey usage in this one. Brandon IU coming off of an injury. So to me, I'm looking at the more than on Debo Samuel rushing yards, only 15 and a half, maybe a George Kittle game as well. So you can make all those picks at prize picks every single Week, all you do is you go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL or download the app and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL or use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why you need the Jace case. Jace Medical offering a Jace case. That's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind that uh, that you're not just hoping that you have access to medical uh, medication when you might need it during an emergency situation. We've been through pandemics, right? Maybe you are traveling with your family and you are up in the mountains somewhere maybe you don't have cell phone service where you are and it might be difficult to get the emergency medication that you need so empower yourself to care for yourself and your family and jace medical is simple they handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication and uh, delivery of that medif- medif- medication 
and ongoing consultation and care at Jace Medical. So don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code Locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. Again, that's jacemedical, J A S E medical.com, promo code locked on. We talked about the winning streak for the 49ers there. Uh, the other thing, looking at how the season has gone offensively for the, the New York Giants, Patricia, the 49ers are, had a crazy streak last year where teams just weren't scoring on their defense and they were shutting teams out. They went multiple games in a row, shutting teams out completely in the second half. Um, they've started doing that again to teams this year. And with how many quarters the giants have gone without scoring and how many quarters the 49ers defense has gone with, you know, not allowing teams to score. Uh, that to me is the big matchup in this game because the New York giants are going to put some points on the board if they want to win a football game. Yeah, and they're going to likely have to do it without running back Saquon Barkley, despite what head coach Brian Dable said. I don't see Saquon playing in this game. You know, Saquon just helps open things up for that Giants offense. So now what's the alternative? What do you do with the running back? How do you replicate what Saquon brings to the table? I'm not sure that you do. So I'm wondering if perhaps the Giants are going to try and exploit the second level and beyond of that 49ers defense. You know, Jalen Hyatt, the rookie receiver last year got involved in the second half um, of the game last week and had, a, you know, a, an eye-opening type of game, you know, put that speed on display, really try and stretch out that San Francisco defense and see if maybe you can hit a few of those deep chunk plays and move the ball up and down the field and maybe get into the end zone if you can. Yeah, Jalen Hyde getting involved a couple of uh, big receptions last week. Do you think we're going to see the the dual threat magic of Daniel Jones in this one a little bit more? If if Saquon Barkley, who's kind of been you know running the offense through Saquon Barkley in New York, and Matt Breida is a, a nice player. 49ers fans very familiar with the cheetah, Matt Breida. He's fast, right? But he, yeah. he's, he's not the, the complete back that someone like Saquon Barkley is. Uh, I wonder if we might see a big rushing game. Would that be maybe a prize picks? A more than on rushing yards. I think it's like 39 rushing yards or something like that. Yeah. Is the, uh, is the, the stat line for Daniel Jones in this one? You know, I wouldn't be surprised. For I hope it's not the case because that 49ers defense is physical. They're big. Fast, and I would not want to see Daniel Jones continue to take a pounding. He took a pounding a couple weeks ago at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys. And that offensive line, even though they played better against the Arizona Cardinals, the Cardinals are not the Dallas Cowboys defense. They are not the Frisco defense. So I don't know if I would necessarily want to see Daniel Jones take a pounding. But, yes, you're right. They will probably make use of that because, look, it's an asset to their offense. They've had some success with him running the ball. Um, if, if I had to take a, a guess and say, you know, the over under on 39 rushing yards, I might go with the over on this one. Croc, what matchups are you looking at in this game for the 49ers? Uh, she mentioned Jalen Hyatt, your guy, Isaiah Hodgins over there as well. Yeah, Hodgins, but I think it has to be Wyatt, right? A guy that can really take the top, top off the defense. Uh, the 49ers, and I've talked a lot about it. I don't think they have like special guys on the, in the backfield in the sense of like pure speed. So 
can the 49ers kind of ball up a guy who really can't stretch the field? And then outside of that, how well would the 49ers do against a mobile quarterback? You know, that's kind of been the 49ers kryptonite over the years, really kind of balling up those type of rushing quarterbacks. And Daniel Jones, even though people don't view him as that real true du dual threat, he's a guy that would run for over 700 yards in a season. So you can't let him spring off any long runs. You have to really keep him contained. I think teams have done a solid job of doing that, maybe force him into some uh, situations where he's uncomfortable. We saw Dallas Cowboys do that a whole lot, and he might be even a little bit more uncomfortable now that he potentially doesn't have Saquon Barkley. So uh, ball him up. Don't let him get in the rhythm by getting those yards on the ground that will kind of get his confidence going, get that team going, and definitely limit uh, Jalen Hyatt over the top. Patricia, I want to ask you about the the offensive line for the New York Giants because, as we know, it all starts up front. It does for sure for the San Francisco 49ers. And Nick Bosa is still, you know, after a long holdout, still working into form. Is he going to see Andrew Thomas? I know the, the left side of that Giants line has been banged up. Yeah, um, I would be surprised if Andrew Thomas plays. I know, you know, the like I said, the Giants didn't practice this week. They were So their injury report was projected. And Thomas was projected as a limited participant, which he was also, by the way, two out of the three days last week. So, you know, he didn't play against the Cardinals. Um, you have 11 days after this game to get rested up, healed up and ready for, for what continues to be a tough stretch of games for, the, for this team. You know, Joshua Azudu, who played left tackle for the Giants in Andrew Thomas's place, wasn't horrible. Okay, he's not Andrew Thomas like, but he wasn't horrible. He was serviceable. So um, I think Thomas, my guess is he doesn't play. I think, you know, it makes sense to just hold him out, let him have the additional 11 days after this to get fully healed. And then you bring him back for, you know, the Monday night game against Seattle. And then you've got Miami, you got Buffalo on tap, have him ready for those games. You know, same with Saquon, you know, despite the fact that they're saying, oh, he might play. Now nah, he's not playing. I'd, I'd be stunned if he's playing. So, um, but regarding that offensive line, yeah, they, they shook things up a little bit last week. They replaced Mark Lewinsky at uh, right guard with Marcus McKethan, who had never played an NFL snap um, because he lost his rookie season due to an ACL. Um, ben Bredesen, the left guard, is probably not going to play. He is in the concussion protocol. So you will see Lewinsky probably at left guard. So, yeah, that offensive line... Again, not bad against the Cardinals, but the Cardinals defense is not the 49ers defense. And that is a key matchup, something you want to keep an eye on for sure, because you know the, the 49ers are going to bring it at that offensive line, especially to test the young center, John Michael Schmitz, you know, who's been getting tested with fancy looking stuff, stunts, blitzes, you know, you name it. They've thrown it at him. He's held up, but we'll see what, you know, the 49ers bring against them. On paper, you don't love the the matchup here, obviously, for the New York Giants. But there, I think there's one thing I want to talk about next that is potentially a path for the Giants to uh, to limit the 49ers and maybe keep this one close. And then we'll see what the pred predictions are here for us in this one. And you know, maybe against the spread is which is ten. I think ten points right now is what I'm seeing on on FanDuel. Our partners at at FanDuel. All the lines we reference are from FanDuel, by the way. Um, and, uh, and what's the picture look like for a Giants win? What's the picture look like for a 49ers win in week three next? 
Today's episode of Locked On 49ers and Locked On Giants crossover style is brought to you by Bird Dogs. I love wearing my Bird Dogs because they are so versatile. My Bird Dog shorts, I got the liner in my shorts, so wear them to a pool party, wear them to the barbecue, right? Or just be comfortable whatever you're doing, shopping, going to the gym, doing podcasts in my Bird Dog shorts. And Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that truly sculpted look. And Bird Dog's uh, shorts are they fit way better than regular shorts because they're not made of that stiff restricting cotton bird dogs fixed any of those comfort issues and movement issues by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement and uh, i mentioned i have the liner in my shorts you can take them in the pool if you want at that pool party right but my uh, my long pants that i got from bird dogs are my favorites that are you know wear them to work wear them to the golf course and uh, they're fantastic. And again, they, they stretch in all the ways you need to, but they look great no matter where you are. If you're at a dinner function, if you are at work or if you're, you know, out at play on for me, the golf course is where I love to wear my bird dog pants because they have the anti stink sweat technology to go with all of the, uh, all of the, the movement ability and the stretch cloud knit fabric that really keeps you cool and dry all day long. Get yourself a pair of bird dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter promo code locked on NFL at checkout. You get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order as well. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Okay, Patricia, uh, I know that one of the best players on that New York Giants defense is Dexter Lawrence, and they've got some size and some strength in size. Leonard Williams, um, uh, Ashawn Robinson, and I, I think that's the key to this game for the Giants is trying to limit the Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco 49ers run game. It's easier said than done, but the 49ers' weakness right now has been on the, the interior and the right side of their offensive line. All of their big runs have come to the left side. So can the New York Giants win some of those reps up front? Can they win inside and limit the 49ers run game to the point where they put Brock Purdy under a little bit of pressure? They they have some long third down plays, maybe even get some, some turnovers. I think that has to be the key for the Giants to win this game. What have you seen from that interior, that run defense for the New York Giants this far? Yeah, that run defense has picked up where it left off last year, and that is not a good thing. The Giants finished 27th last year against the run. First couple weeks, they have continued their struggles against the run. Um, I'm not quite sure why. I know I asked Coach Dable about it, and he talked about, you know, run fits. He talked about, you know, just everything kind of fitting together and whatnot. But the Giants, last I checked, ranked 25th against the uh, the run. So maybe a little bit of an improvement, but not much. But you're right. They have to get pressure up front. They've got to get into that backfield, disrupt, clog the lanes, because you give a team second and short or second and manageable, third and manageable, and that opens up so many things they can do to you. And we've seen that happen with this giant team so far in these first two games. So now you start creating some longer yardage situations on second down, third down, then you can maybe sick the dogs on them, you know, so to speak, and, and get that pass rush and hopefully, you know, rattle Brock Purdy, who has done enough to to get the 49ers, you know, to winning games and whatnot. But he's still probably, you know, if you look at the entire offense, he's maybe one of the guys you still have questions about. Can he sustain this for the long term? 
I think we've tried to ask that question, and I feel like every game he's just checking off that box, like, yeah, this is just me. Yeah. Then he has another game, and he's like, yeah, just me. So I truly believe that the Brock Purdy we've seen so far is just him. Now, is he prone to have that game at some point? I mean, you know, everyone has a, a bad game. But up until this point, his worst game was a game where he still didn't turn the ball over and the 49ers offense still put up 30 points. So I know Giants fans are going to listen to this and say, oh, they're just being homers. Like, no, nah, we've questioned everything you could about Brock Purdy. And every along the way, he's just checked off and crossed off every single question that we had. Yeah, I mean, on paper, this just does not look good for the New York Giants. The you know the road <laughs> Thursday nighter, their best player on offense is out. That they you know run most of their offense through. They haven't been good stopping the run against a team that's really good in the run game. And uh, like it's it's just really hard to build that picture for me to see a Giants win, which is why the line is you know that's why the 49ers are favored by. 10 points in this one. Um, even without a, a big McCaffrey game, that that's, you know, turnovers. It just It's really hard for me to, to picture what a Giants win looks like. But that's why they play the games. And we always think that good team, bad team, there's this vast, you know, this just this vast chasm of talent. And that's just not the case in the NFL. It, there's so much parity in this league. And you think, okay, oh, they're – Double digit favorites, you know, this is a this is a gimme win. It's never like that in the NFL. And the 49ers fans probably thought it was gonna be a, a breeze against the the Rams last week. And you know, they they had to they had to go for it on fourth down to score just before halftime, just to tie that game up going into halftime. And they, you know, they ran away from them a little bit at the end of the game, but um, it's just not that easy in the NFL. So uh, I can't wait to see what this team looks like and see if maybe those New York Giants found some life in the second half of, of week two that they carry into week three here. Patricia, before we go, do you have any predictions on how this thing's going to go Thursday? Yeah, besides the fact that it's going to be a long night for everybody, or at least those of us on the East Coast, is going to be yeah. a long night. Yeah, I look, I'm as optimistic as anybody, but I, I, I'm also, I also try to be realistic. I don't see a path for the Giants to win this game. I mean, they everything would have to be perfect for them. And the, the 49ers would have to make some mistakes on which the Giants can capitalize on. And I just don't see that happening. Um, I think the Giants will, will come and they'll be competitive. They will fight. You know, no, they're not going to lay down and die, so to speak. Um but I, I just don't like the matchups. There's just too many matchups here that just worry me from a Giants perspective. So, I mean, if I had to give you a, a score, and by the way, last week I was I was correct in that I predicted a three-point Giant win, but I was wrong with the score. So, I, so I'm going to try and go two for two here. Um, I'm going to say 49ers 33, Giants 17. I think, I think the 49ers, you know, they're gonna they're gonna roll and and uh, you know the Giants will fight. I just don't know if if, if they they can overcome some of these matchup issues that are just you know nagging at me. I I will say this. Obviously, this matchup doesn't bode well for the New York Giants. But if there is a time where they could kind of sneak up on the team, it would be on a short week. And we've seen a lot of weird games happen on those short weeks. That Thursday night game. Uh, a lot of time it's a little weirder for the road opponent, but you never know. With that being said, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I see the 49ers winning this by two scores as well. 
And not even just because of who the 49ers are, but really more so about Daniel Jones just not having Saquon Barkley. And against a team like the 49ers, like you need that X factor. You need that guy that's going to take the pressure off of you when Nick Bosa is coming around that corner. You need that uh, guy that's going to help take the pressure off when the 49ers continue to score down the field, which they get in scoring position. It feels like 90% of the time. So, uh, I think Saquon not being there makes it a lot tougher on Daniel Jones, where now you kind of have to be the everything to this offense. And, and I'm not sure he's quite that guy just yet. Saw a lot of zone coverage last last week from the 49ers. Can Daniel Jones, you know, just take what the 49ers give him and march down the field, long drives. Uh, Brian Dayball is a really good coach, and uh, th- this would be a, a really good uh, – coaching job by him to go into San Francisco and win one. Cause Patricia, this is a giants team right now that uh, they can start falling behind some really good teams in the NFC East, which looks like it's easily the most competitive division in the conference. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see the giants be competitive. You know, I always say, even if they don't win show that you could stand toe to toe with the better teams but, you know, we'll see. They weren't able to stand toe-to-toe with, with the Cowboys, who they, who I thought they had closed the talent gap, you know, with. And, and you know, obviously that didn't pan out. You know, <laughs> they, they for one half of football, they didn't stand toe-to-toe with the Cardinals, who were probably amongst the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. Um, at some point, you'd like to see them start being a little bit more competitive and stand toe-to-toe with the better teams because they still have – after the 49ers, they have some tough competition coming up. And if they don't start, you know, standing toe-to-toe with these guys, then I'm not, you know, that doesn't bode well for that season. The ball is all long, and it bounces funny. And uh, the Giants might need just that one bounce Thursday night at the San Francisco 49ers. Patricia, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for doing another Locked On 49ers crossover episode for Eric Crocker of Locked On 49ers for Patricia of Locked On Giants. Thanks, everybody, for making this your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. And, of course, all of us will be back with our respective fan bases post-game. Talk to you then right here, Locked On 49ers and Locked On Giants.